The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Keaton here with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Stocks giving back some of yesterday's rally, the second best day of the year. Amazon's cloud guidance not helping tech. Core PCE was in line. Yields are down a touch. Our roadmap's going to begin with big tech caution, though. Amazon saying cloud growth is slowing. Intel also a cautious outlook for enterprise and cloud. And Snap saying sales are being disrupted as it makes some adjustments to ads. Plus, we'll uh, keep energy in focus. Chevron and Exxon both out with quarterly results. They both beat, even as uh, U.S. oil futures had for the longest run of monthly losses that they've seen in more than eight years. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk First Republic, of course, a bit of a bounce, but we will bring you the latest on, uh, on what most likely will be an important weekend for uh, that bank. Let's begin, though, with big tech earnings. Amazon with that quarterly beat shortly after yesterday's close, and that did spark an initial double-digit rally. Those gains, though, uh, were erased on the company's warning of a slowdown in cloud growth. This is what the CFO had to say about AWS on the call. Given the ongoing economic uncertainty, customers of all sizes and all industries continue to look for cost savings across their businesses, similar to what you've seen us doing at Amazon. As expected, customers continue to evaluate ways to optimize their cloud spending in response to these tough economic conditions in the first quarter. And we are seeing these optimizations continue into the second quarter, with April revenue growth rates about 500 basis points lower than what we saw in Q1. And that was the line, Jim. That's what did it. Yeah, and we got to flesh it out here because, first of all, there's so many good things that happened this quarter. We're seeing the beginning of the rastages of the workforce being completely ignored over that one line of 500 base points, taking the growth from 16% down to 11. It was as high as, you could say, it's 32 18 months ago. Now, they are trying to say, listen, it's bottoming. And it's bottoming in part because of all the really exciting things that are going to happen with uh, chat, GBT, with uh, with, with Genervé, I, I, I have to tell you, I'm with them. I think that there are a lot of people who say that they lost a lot of share. I'm not buying that. There are a lot of people who say this is the beginning of the end of, of uh, the cloud. Given the fact that 90% of companies are still on premises, I think there's a lot of business. And David, uh, Olsowski is a straight guy. Mm-hmm. He's a straight guy. Yep. And they're very confident. They are not, and no panic button there. Yep. They really think business is fine. Um, you know, I heard a, a, a relatively positive take on it as well. You did? Yeah, on AWS. First of all, they came out of the quarter roughly 11% growth rate. Right. The April was 11. The March was better. But also it had to do with comps. And, and the idea that Azure has a much more Fortune 500 uh, customer base. Correct. And CFOs there actually were earlier to start cutting. And if you remember, there was a point at which Azure was decelerating in growth. Right. And now it's reaccelerating. Two quarters ago. In part because they were already seeing the cuts from CFOs. However, Amazon, the biggest, has a lot more customers who are smaller in some way or VC-related. Uh, and they've been later to cut costs. They have. They won't comp those until the August quarter, let's call it August, 
And so you're just a little later with Amazon in terms yes. of the reacceleration. We're, we're going to be talking about a bunch of smaller uh, public, admittedly. Uh, they're literally the equivalent of dot-coms, frankly, when I look at it. I'm talking about Pinterest and Snap. And David's just 100% right. This is about, a, this is just, uh, guys are just cutting back now. But by the way, can we give them something here? They recognize that they spent way too much. They are rationalizing every one of their businesses, whether it be uh, uh, grocery, uh, whether it be, you know, just simple one day, same day. And I think that we forget that they have a lot of firepower if they cut, they just cut fat. Right. And they're doing it. They got no credit for it because all anyone talked about is five. Yeah, you're referring to uh, operating margins in North America. Uh, one, two is a reversal. And you're saying that's the cost cutting. That's what you should be focused on, for heaven's sake. I mean, this company has the possibility of making a huge amount of money away from it. Amazon ads are very good. Uh, they're, they're really starting to make some money on Prime. They're, they're starting to make money when when you go to your TV set and you don't go, you don't hit up Paramount Plus. You hit up this, the program and it goes right to Amazon. I felt that they were on their game on everything but this. And they are saying line in the sand. They're going to do, do 10 percent. I, 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 that Amazon Web Service is not going to go much lower. Meanwhile, of course, as you know, the stock, thank you, the stock was up a lot, uh, and then they had the call, and, and then, and then investors started to focus on the growth rate AWS, and it reversed. And JP Morgan has a similar call to you, and I'm with JP Morgan. You are. Yes, I really am. Yeah. I think, look, I've been very critical of these guys, waiting for them to, like, finally start being more rational about spend. Jassy, religion. The retail business still doesn't make any money. Well, but they are at least not going to just, they're not throwing in the chimney anymore. They're taking the, anything, they're starting to really evaluate projects that don't make money. I wish that, that Alphabet would do this. And by the way, AI, I do believe, I mean, look, yes, Microsoft has leaped ahead. But when, yeah, when Alexa listens to your every move and starts programming your stuff because you're talking to your wife, I think it's AI. Amazon de- uh, designing its own chips. I mean, that's How another that? thing. Like everybody else now, Tesla has its own chips. Apple's got its own chips. Uh, Meta's Arm. got its own chips. Invid- everybody, well, well, Arm does it for everybody. Right. But- Nvidia's but got a 45,000 chip. I mean, you, you know, that's how much it costs. We haven't even mentioned how great Pat Gelsinger, more nicer, nice as he's been. You want to do Intel really quick? I don't know. Sure. I mean, I mean um, the stock's up even though they've lost well, a lot it, of money. It's like the bottom. I mean, this is like how much work... I mean, it's, look, I just think that it's it's better than horrendous. They did they do guide up uh, the June quarter on revenue, not EPS. Right. And we got a couple upgrades today. Webbush goes from 20 to 30. They Sell say the it's home. hard to imagine a situation where things get worse. That's what people, I mean, David, this is a reason to buy a stock. It, hard, it's hard to so, imagine a situation it, where it, things so get worse. Literally it what was they said. so bad, it can't, it can't get any worse from here. You like heard that? that before, and then it just gets worse sometimes. First Republic at 15, I heard that. Yeah, oh, yeah, we've heard that a lot but, on that. I mean, Intel's go back, give us, a long, give us the long better. term. Give us the 20-year Intel if you can. It's always good to take a look. You think you go back to that day when Paul Ottolini said to Steve Jobs after Jobs said, hey, you know, I'd love you to build some chips for our phone that we're going to have coming out. You think, think well, maybe that was a moment that they regret? I think that uh, we have that. Andy Grove was the greatest. Andy Grove was competitive. Andy Grove and Gordon Moore built this company. What's interesting? What is that? Oh, it's deal long term since January. Um, and let me tell you that when you think about this company, uh, you think about there we go. You think about Nvidia, okay? Because Nvidia is Oof. when you speak when you that's something. When you speak to, to Jensen Wong, the only harsh terms he ever have is he blurts out Moore's law is dead. That's Gordon Moore, 
uh, and the idea that you can sh- keep shrinking the form, form size. Yep. That you can't get any. There's no more gain from two to one, you know, these, you know, these nanometers. Know. Yeah. She said there's no more gain, so let's stop it. Let's put a lot of great cards together. And you know what we ought to do? Let's create AI. And that's what he did. Right. But it, it took Altman, even though he'd worked with Altman in 2016, it took those guys to figure out how to make, change the world. They changed the world. Altman changed the world. And this guy, Brockton, actually. He's the, he's he, the no, secret. He's no, the, we don't give him credit at all. He's the real man no, We'll there. find that out in four years. He's the real guy there at, uh, at Open. Are you saying that Altman's the face man? I didn't say that. Benny off pal? You, you just did. We'll see him this I weekend. I didn't say it. I'll ask him something. Uh-oh. See if he's like Altman's that. Altman's done interviews with everybody. Uh, but not me. <laughs> not no. us. No, not us. We're losers. Thank you for that. We didn't get Darren Woods. I, I thought that one of our colleagues went to Guyana with him. I, I, well, I didn't go with, with Darren no, but, to I mean, Guyana, but we did you, go a lot of places. You have... You had a really good relationship with him. So I did. I was, was that because he got rid of the two plants? <laughs> I had them, and then I lost them. Well, I, I, what happened, David? Really, tell I us. Know. <laughs> I know we have to go, but I just said, I really want an answer. What happened? We are good. We are good. Um, you know what's not particularly good is uh, First Republic. And I did want to... the A block? Uh, yeah, I want to do an update because there is there's a statement that we've gotten and uh, a few other things, and I just wanted to share sort of where we stand as we head into what probably going to be an important weekend for Pivotal. this company. Pivotal weekend. You know, there's a lot of different stories out there. Where's that statement? There it is. First Public tells me they're engaged in discussions with multiple parties about our strategic options while continuing oh. to serve our clients. But, you know, the, the, the open market solution that I talked about on Tuesday uh, that many others have reported on mm-hmm. since still hasn't come together. Um, the government really has been reluctant to get involved, as I've also reported, yeah. in, in any way. There's no leadership by one or the other. And so as we head into the weekend, it still appears you know, the, the, that that statement is kind of hard to fully understand, but um, that the government's lack of be, wanting to be involved in some way in forcing these banks to buy the assets, the troubled assets at a premium, or some other open market solution leads you to... One that wouldn't be well, a you're closed market about, solution. And you're talking about it that on Monday the stock opens at uh, Goose Egg. Possibly. Uh, oh you know, God. that the FDIC has to make their move. That you do have a lot of potential buyers, but, of course, it comes after so-called receivership. I, it's a fluid situation. Uh, we have why no sense for how many why deposits. Why don't they just, have just go on? How move? long can they just do this game? You know, they, it's a great question, Jim. And I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm getting some answers, and the answer is the window is closing fast. Wow. And that's from people who are involved. The window is closing fast. Wow. Um, you can all decide how fa- well, you know, what that means. But um, it doesn't wow. appear likely that, that, would, that this bank has a lot of time left. No, I don't understand. Like, the loan portfolio to figure something out, not make a lot of money. It's like that loan portfolio you have to pay full boat for and then get a guarantee from the feds. You're not, it's not, that's not the way it's going to go. No, it's just I'm not. just saying that there's, that that's and what the, you need to do it. Who would want to do involved. that? The White House, uh, FDIC obviously is, is, is focused. Um, yeah, it's not so good. that's, you know, it's I know that's good. not a lot. We may have more as the morning goes on to share, but uh, at this point, they still have not gotten what they had hoped would be earlier in the week, of course, sort of. Uh, leadership from the government in terms of really getting well, those the, banks together to do this private it, market solution. They're just going to FDIC will assess everybody and then we move on. And we move on. Now the thing is, who comes out with who comes out with the prize, right? Because you're not going to have to. 
pay any above market for it. You're not going to have to take the hit to book value for it. Right. And that's oh, you the mean, question. So someone's going to get the detritus, which is yeah, going to be well, which is going to still be valuable. Yeah. Wow. But the big, big, uh, they're big groups that they have. The, remember, they they are one of those companies that has. Really, the talent can go out the door. It ha- a lot of it has, and right? that's also part of the problem. So what do you get? You get fine art? I mean, what do they got there? Meantime, we're gonna, we are expecting uh, the reports from the Fed and the FDIC on SIVB and uh, Signature. Um, we're watching these Capital One comments about unemployment going to five by year end. At least that's what they're bracing for. Yeah, and uh, look, I, I once had a to-do with Richard Fairbank. He's the C- CEO many, many years ago, where I said, there's no way they can sustain these losses. And he explained to me their model. And their model is, look, we have a lot of losses, but we have the, the highest rate, and people pay it, and we give credit to people. And I think that he has historically had more of a grasp on unemployment and what can go wrong than anyone. And I am a huge Richard Fairbank fan. Well, he, he, he is so they, smart. They said last night, we tend to lead by a couple of quarters. Yes, we saw do. it in COVID. We saw it in uh, the great financial crisis. That they, they are a canary, at least at the low end. Well, I, I have to tell you that, yes, let's, let's not put them, let's not worry about them in the sense they don't have to do this. Let's take their commentary as a situation that could occur. He will not, Richard Fairbank, in the darkest hours. Will you tell people who Richard Fairbank is? He's the CEO of of Capital One. Okay, thank you. He runs Capital One. I just think sometimes, you know, if I missed it, maybe other people No, no, that's a very good point. Yes, I just just think he's a titan. And he may have higher loan losses, but this man is, you don't want to bet against his economic view, even though he's a little more dire. But boy, this guy is, Capital One's interesting. Okay. We'll talk more about financials after the break, including some of these layoffs at Lazard and what they're thinking about the IPO market. We'll get to energy. Of course, Exxon Chevron, better than expected earnings, huge cash pile, pretty amazing Q1 metrics. And then we'll figure out what's going on with Snap and pins in addition to Amazon when we come back. For more than a decade, Comcast has been committed to bridging the digital divide and connecting millions to affordable high-speed Internet. But the barriers to get connected go well beyond affordability. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Project Up, building a future of unlimited possibilities. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Got a pair of energy giants out with earnings, ExxonMobil and Chevron, each with better than expected quarterly results, despite this decline in oil and nat gas. Uh, David, highest Q1 profit in, is it 140 years, their entire history on the Exxon side? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, they uh, they continue to make a lot of money uh, and will continue to for some time. Darren Woods, of course, talking about, uh, you know, the pressures are under from the government. Right. Do more for uh, for uh, sustainable uh, energy, but also produce as much as you possibly can. There were some quarters in the 1880s. <laughs> there were those some were good, good days. Years, those were heavily reliant uh, on, on, on on carbon. No, they had. A, I was talking <laughs> on to, whale to oil. My, still, I was talking right? to Mike Mike Worth there, like, you know, like Fairbank. And, you know, we were talking about the idea of having 100 percent of the oil market. Right. And you could print money there, but this was not that. What what Mike did is he's giving money back. Uh, he recognizes that he's got tremendous permian assets. He's happy to, to give you the, uh, the best dividend and give you the best buyback. And I just think that that doesn't matter today. But if oil were to go up, I mean, this is the one to buy focus. No, you've I, always, I you've it, always, I'm a Mike Worth back. You've always uh, been more preferential to, uh, towards uh, Chevron than Exxon. Def- Why is that? Deferential. Deferential? Preferential? Uh, it doesn't matter. They're the same. Yeah. Why? Because I think that Mike Worth gets up every day and figures out how, to, how can you make more, more money for shareholders than you made the day before. I made up a word, didn't I? That's okay. People do that all the time on TV. <laughs> I, I, I think that, like, I would take Mike in terms of what he wants to do and preservation of capital and shareholder and dividend. But I have to tell you, look, Darren's impressive. I mean, he wasn't, David, he got an environmentalist to the board and he starts making more money. They should all put the Sierra Club on the board. They, it, they do have an interesting what? board at ExxonMobil, and it's uh, it, uh, so far so good. It's pretty amazing. I mean, low-carbon solutions didn't really get into it with the Squawk Box gang in terms of uh, whether they should be spending even more because they are starting to see commercial applications for the technology and it is going to become a potential serious revenue producer over time for them. Look what GE said this week about renewals and profitability. GE is talking about making money in renewables next year as they do the split off. That's a great point. Now look, uh, Exxon has more more to rationalize. Remember, because you could argue that Exxon, well, the Guyana is amazing. Apparently, it's yeah. just the biggest, maybe Diana, the biggest I ever. Mean, I have seen it. I've been there. Uh, you know, they get, they could get to a million barrels get, at some maybe point. Maybe you can get Darren on the phone. And the Permian eventually. I think Chevron's uh, Permian assets, 2.2 uh, million acres. And he's got other guys drilling on it for him. He gets royalties. Meantime, I'm going to see Darren at, uh, at Milken because he'll be there doing a panel with him That's as well. That's coming up so, next week. Yeah. Good. So when you will have film? We'll have some film if you want. I could bring him on again if you want, but it seems yes, kind of I think Friday to Monday. Really, would you want to hear from guest. him again? I think he's what a great guest. What changed over the weekend? Yeah, I, there, really? Because I could Carter, do that, but I, I don't. I'm not, I think that's not a good look. What do you think, Jim? Well, maybe you have a T-shirt on. You look better. No, I'm, I'm dead it's serious. You, ask you tell me what to do here. I'll do it. I think you keep doing what you're doing because just. <laughs> That's what you do. You just <laughs> do the do. That's a quote. You hey, keep SLB, doing what you're doing because that's what you do. That's what you do. SLB's actually okay. up 19 cents. The it stock is, has been a one-way It is what it is. <laughs> you know, yeah. I didn't use Jim Fist's line right now. Which is? Short oil. And invite me <laughs> to, to your, your funeral. funeral. Nice. Actually, Reuters poll today, 90 by year end is the, is the uh, look, consensus. I view. had yesterday, uh, I had Sheffield on from Pioneer, and he said, bottom right here. Bottom. Bottom. OPEC plus, bottom. You can bottom. And by the way, the I'm not going to mention the outlet, but the outlet did not call him on the I'm, I'm being sold Exxon. <laughs> I would have checked in with a man. Yeah, that one was yeah. It's a weird story. Wasn't it? Yeah. Plus the shareholders of Fortune. We'll get Kramer's Fortune. Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell after a short break. Don't go anywhere. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX. 
Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, let's get to a mad dash as we count down to an opening bell. Get the final trading session of the week starting in about seven minutes. Texas Instruments yeah. reported earnings a couple days back. Right. And you want to come back to it I now. I thought it might be a fluke because they're talking about industrial weakness in Texas Instruments, uh, auto weakness. But sure enough, uh, Chris, Chris Daly, Daly's been around forever. He says, look, this could be the beginning of the rollover. ST Micro didn't say good things. Like Mobileye didn't say good things. Obviously, no. Tesla. Mobileye blew up yesterday. Mobileye blew up. Remember, it's, it's almost all by the nicest man in semis. Intel, of course, it was a... It but was a, I'm, I'm saying we have a rolling correction. First was PC, then was server, then was data center, and now it's auto and industrial. So you got to be very careful. Like an on-semi, which I like very much, I'd be a little more cautious. Texas Instruments could still go down from here. But that's usually it all happens at once. Is, that a, is, that a, is there a macro takeaway for that? Yes. The autos, uh, GM didn't rally in that good quarter. Tesla's not doing well. Ford reports next week. Uh, the old Chry- the Chrysler Slantos not yeah. doing well. People think autos are about to have a big downturn. And a lot of that is because credit for autos, which is given by regional banks, which are being all hurt by First Republic and by the morass that was Silicon Valley Bank. So that you just you get this the reverberations of those banks yeah. just being felt everywhere. Being felt by Danaher because the biotech companies haven't been able to Well that's get, you know it's an interesting way to sort of show how credit tightness can work its way well, into so much, doing. right? So you, you ha- were during the break you were like questioning my whole you thesis. Have, no, I wasn't. You, you were, having, were you have a mini bank in crisis, you have and tightening credit, people have a harder time getting loans to buy cars, right. and then is, you end up with this. This is loans to buy cars, yeah. okay? So people have to recognize that what we're having is different, it's not all happening at once. And that's hard for people, because typically the rollover happens all at once. It's not, and it's got the First Republic problem. If First Republic goes to Goose Egg on Monday, all we're going to hear about is commercial re and all that stuff. I know, you know? but you know, the, with First Republic, there's... No political will to do anything because there's no political hit. It's not going to be no. systemic. It's not. But the vineyards, David, the vineyards. What do you, rich people get vineyards, and then no. they're they're going to get hurt. Their vineyard, they They'll bought get, against their vineyard. They'll get to keep their vineyards. The Harlan, no Harlan's good. I know the finances. Harlan's good. Maybe the Colgin. I don't know. We got oh, a lot. Camus. We got a lot of other earnings movers to catch you up on, which we will do uh, right after this. Of course, remember you can catch us anytime and anywhere. We have the squawk on the street. Opening Bell Podcast. We're back in a few. I don't know if it's that different. I mean, I, I mean, I come from a world of analysis, okay, and f- trying to figure out what companies are worth, and you know, you know, t- asking my analysts like deep questions. So that's the world I come from. So I just, you know, in this process, I mean, I put the best that I know. I actually am not bad at this other thing I do. I'm better at that than I am at this, to tell you the truth. But um, so the, I, I took some of that world into here that analytical sort of world and try to think of the different factors that we want to find out beyond what these guys uh, did. And listen, to tell you the truth, it's just one addition. And every, this is a process. 
That's David Tepper at the uh, draft last night. His Panthers made Alabama QB Bryce Young the first overall pick, as you know. What a cool crossover, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, of course, Frank, Frank Reich, who is their coach, also played a role. He was a great quarterback, Frank. Uh, I talked to David this morning about this, and I, I thought he'd mention that he likes uh, Meta. He did. Um, but he said this. He said, if a draft of CNBC talent was to be held today, Jim Cramer would be our all-around first pick. <laughs> he said that. I just called him. Congratulations, man. Did you, uh, did you, you write that to yourself in your sleep? You no, no I, I just, I mean, want me to get him on the phone? They agree with you. They agree with Tepper. Really? God, he, just, he reiterated. The first pick is Jim Cramer. <laughs> Jim Cramer. From, uh, See, actually, I, I say it's not about friends, it's about money. But David was a great boss at Goldman, and he's been uh, my friend for a long time. And I think it's very funny because Frank Reich is a friend. services and look let's not forget meta he was a big believer in meta and what a week it's been there's a look at the open there 41 28 at the big board today it's green trees celebrating 20 years of reforestation projects in the united states and at the nasdaq it's worth media group let's quickly jim just put a button on yesterday and how some of the technicians are saying maybe you take a crack at the mid-april highs i'm so glad you said that i mean this is the mike wilson moment right one of the things that I, th- I saw yesterday was that we have to put to rest the idea that this was a bad earnings season. I mean, yesterday was an amazing day. I actually want to go to David on something. It was a company that actually was up 10% yesterday, David. And to me, it signified, wait a second. We see companies in, in a different light. And yeah. the company is Comcast. And I need to know, when you go through it, should it have been up 10%? Well, I would never sit here and say it shouldn't have because it's the only stock that I actually own. So, you know, I'm going to talk my own book here. Look at, they're no, not looking at listen, video. Listen. They don't look at video. On, no. On Comcast, here's what happened. Um, you had a lot of people short. You did? And, yes. And so you had short covering yesterday. You had a better than expected free cash flow number, no doubt about it, at 3.5. You had perhaps, uh, at least I'm talking about, losses coming to an end at Peacock. You had no losses in broadband, and many people expected you to come in and have losses in broadband. And yes, you lost 614,000 video subscribers, but that's not an important part of the business from a profit perspective. What do you mean? They don't make a lot of money on those. That, though, and the reason I talked about it yesterday was the impact it has on pure plays and cable, such as Warner Brothers Discovery. Obviously, they have a huge streaming business, Disney. Uh, they're not, none of these are pure plays. Oh, Paramount is closer to. All of them were up. Which is strange, because you do have this continued acceleration in cord cutting um, reflected in that number. But, but as for Comcast yesterday, it was a good number. It was a very strong free cash flow number, and a lot of people came into the quarter short. But it, to- it showed me that free cash flow, which, you know, they've always been for profitable growth. Free cash flow here is so good at the other divisions, too. Yeah. Connectivity, their, their business division. David. Yeah. They actually, for the first time, really did talk about entertainment in a way that I like. The Super Mario. Uh, you really got how great it is in Japan, China. They're telling you a new narrative. Yeah. And if they can get the losses under control at, at, at Peacock, which right. they will, and then who knows what they don't have Hulu. Who knows what's going to happen? Well, I mean, 
most likely on Hulu is that we put it to Disney, but you're right, there's always the possibility, given what Iger has told me, and really those are his only public comments about Hulu, was from our interview a, a while back now, uh, that they don't see general entertainment as their focus. Uh, and that they are willing to consider anything with Hulu. But if they want that dividend. Negotiations, as far as I'm aware, have not yet begun on Hulu. It is an end of the year. It, I mean, early next year is when the deal would happen in terms of the put from Comcast. As you see, the stock is actually reversed. Um, and we'll see. We'll see, see what, what really develops there. I know there. It for the company, but the um, call was quite different from a typical And then, obviously, you also had uh, wireless. And getting ta- speaking of yeah. wireless, guys, it's worth coming to T-Mobile. T-Mobile doesn't and, like their wireless program. And, um, the Comcast wireless program. All right, but what about their own wireless program? Yeah, T-Mobile shares are down 3% on that number, Jim. Yeah, well, there's some people who just say, enough. This thing ran into the quarter like I've never seen. Uh, just to go back for one second on T-Mobile, David. I mean, on Comcast, yeah. did you notice they had these new divisions that made it so you could understand far more how much money they make? It was really incredible because they have a tremendous business Man, division. You really want to talk Comcast, don't you? Well, I just think the Comcast, I, to me, sometimes when you get a conference call that's different from previous calls and it's less, it's more penetrable, more understandable, it really can make a tremendous difference. Uh, well, it did. I mean, and look, and the stock is actually has a little follow through. By the way, worth mentioning Charter, which did not look particularly good, but moved up yesterday. I mean, the entire group moved up sharply yesterday on those numbers from Comcast. Uh, and Charter reported earnings also. Uh, and they, you know, the read I'd gotten that free cash flow was a bit lighter at $644 million than had been anticipated. Broadband ads, may, uh, uh, broadband may have been a bit light, but... The market seems to be responding positively, so I want to go take a look back at that, Jim. But that's but, um, that but goes Charter to what Paul also. was saying. I mean, the, there are a lot of segment, segments of the market that people didn't care about, and suddenly they've come alive. I mean, cable? People haven't want to buy a cable stock in ages. Yeah, uh, um, a couple of things on Disney. Wells today takes a look at the lawsuit in Florida right. and argues that at the very least, it's going to cause both sides to lawyer up and probably meddle a little bit less in Disney's day-to-day operations. That's the Wells' point of view. There's also the journal piece looking at how, in the eyes of some Florida GOPers, the public is not with DeSantis on this issue. No, I don't think And there are. is some signs of cracking in terms of support for what some argue is uh, a personal vendetta against well, by the government. I think that you have to be careful with Bob Iger. He's very, very smart. And he doesn't play for dinner. And if he wants to take, I'm not saying that you can take a governor. No. If he wants to take the governor on, he can do it. He can make the governor look really stupid. Have you ever been on the other side of something with, with, with Iger and how he, how he makes you feel? Iger he can make is, you feel real stupid. He is very deliberate in his approach. He's always very measured. Um, he is a great communicator. Oh, is he ever. But he importantly knows when to communicate and when not to. And... Uh, He's a very difficult foe. Oh, I like that. He's a difficult foe. He can beat Belichick when he has to be. Um, but he's certainly Andy Reid. Though he likes Green Bay, which is sorry, Aaron. By the way, again, to come back to what you were, uh, not just Comcast, but Charter, they, it is worth noting, and T-Mobile, I mean. Which is down really good. The mobile lines at, 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 uh, at Spectrum, 5.978 million up 51.8% from a year ago. Almost all that's residential. They're, I mean, that's a, they got a real company there in terms of wireless. That's, that's, Almost that's 6 exciting. million subscribers. Now, obviously it pales in comparison to the, to the tens of millions, hundreds of millions that, that 
T-Mobile or uh, Verizon, AT&T, but nonetheless, these businesses are growing quickly. And yes, at the margin, are. that really has an impact given the competition. If we see the insurance stocks, we the last, I had Chubb on last night, Evan Greenberg. If we see that group, that's another group that's been in the doghouse. We have, we have groups, sectors that are out in the doghouse. Now, some clown will come up with an ETF doghouse. But there is a belief that there are certain sectors which have been untouchable that are suddenly interested. Yeah. Um, there was, well, one last thing on media. IMAX, by the way, today with a double B. Uh, system signings, highest since 2020, Q2. People That stock's up 40% for the but year. I, I but people you. were looking at the, um, the, the bank rally, so to speak, yesterday, yesterday, Jim. Even as spreads are not really repairing themselves that much, and how far apart the KRE and the triple Qs can really get, which, which side gives? Triple Q's going higher. And the, and the KRE follows? Yeah. Oh. I have to tell you, when you see, uh, when you see Micron up today, uh, even though I just gave you just talked about industrials, that's very important. And by the way, can we just say, the run in the consumer packaged goods stocks, not recession. It's not all recession. Some of it, just like Colgate reported today, they're just doing better. And what's happened, we've got a whole segment of the market where they stop no more price increases to the, from their suppliers. But no one's cutting the price of a Hershey yeah, bar. I'm still, you know, no one's cutting the price of Colgate dental cream. That's even, uh, new highs for the year on Colgate. Yes, you are seeing General Mills. They are not cutting the price of cereal. Modelies, David, Oreos, they're just... Remember Hydrox? Yes. Oreos are so strong. No, no, I'm not kidding. I, he's making fun of me. But I'm not making fun of you're you. You're making fun of me. I you're love cookies. I eat Mondelez cooked then products why? every night. You way later than I should. What you, you swim every day. Is that how you're able uh, to almost, almost. But Fine. Campbell's is doing great. Uh, Hershey may be best. Michelle Buck may be best in show. Yeah. Such an amazing. Look at Mondelez. I'm free, this is. Wow. Well. Wow. They know what they're doing. That's an all-time high. You know, they, they know I, what they're doing. I know. I talk about it all the time. Do you? Yeah, they keep, you know, they keep a, shrinking the size of their cookies. I saw Dirk Van Putt at the, uh, at, at, at the wedding. The, the wedding. Pelt's wedding. Oh, the Pelt's wedding. The, the, the wedding. The wedding. Mm. The wedding. Carl, it's it. just noticed. The wedding. Well, there was a picture, of me, my wife. Was a picture yeah. of me and my wife, which is, it says, woman with unknown bodyguard. You. I'm a bodyguard for my wife. Dirk Van Putt. Yes, rock star. Ike Perlmutter. It was a great time. <laughs> great time was had by all. When you were there, David, you know, they did the chairs. <laughs> and David Beckham got on the chairs. Really? Yeah. How cool is Beckham? He also had the eloquent. Um, I, Dave didn't get, I guess he didn't get the invite. No, but neither did I. By the way, I didn't get the invite to the Tiffany opening party yesterday, which I heard was a blockbuster. LVMH? Yes, the LVMH. Bernard Arnault was there with his five Gal Gadot children. Gal cut the ribbon. Now he's, really? Yeah. The yeah. richest man? And, uh, Is there anything unhappy about that A lot of our hedge funds, like a lot everything. of our richest hedge fund friends were there. I think you had to meet a certain but threshold was in the draft to, to walk in. We can't show TIF anymore, but that's good news for Midtown. Good news uh, for the yeah, city. well, we need that because SL Green, Vernado Ber, uh, didn't really put a good number. Now they need the Chinese tourists to come back, Carl. Yeah. Because they spend a lot of It'll money happen. at Tiffany. It'll happen. They're building buildings again in China. They've sped up the permit process, according to Judy Marshall. Really? Because they seem to be cracking down on U.S. corporations even more, you've heard. Well, we're on the In terms of dog. investigations we're and the, the like. Dog, we're in the doghouse. But, you know, you could get me, you could just do a ch chat GPT of me saying, you know what? As good as Mao was, this guy's better. And then it goes all over China. The Kramer said that. Not that they don't Kramer. And then you're a hero. 
Well, with the regime. And then you're a first round draft. Now, by the pick. way, when you speak to Jen Simone, that's what they're most afraid of. That you can get people, you know, they're in, you need guardrails. David, you need guardrails. Um, guys, we should hit Snap, which is down 20%. We haven't really hit it. Off the call, uh, Evan uh, Spiegel saying demand in the first quarter disrupted by the changes we made to our ad platform to drive more click through conversions. The changes, yeah. he says, are disruptive in the short term, but they're optimistic that the platform improvements are laying the foundation for future growth. I like you. I like you, Evan. Good luck. Great line in succession. I like you. Uh, close to new lows for the year. Well, it was just uh, a terrible call. Almost in classic snap fashion on earnings. Well, I mean, they need to spend a fortune to get to be anywhere near. Met, I mean, Meta just, this was like a horse race where, or remember, remember newspapers? Well, when there's like one newspaper that has definitively more circulation than the other, all of the ads go to that one. And that's what's happening now. Meta has AI cracked. You don't need to do Snap. You what don't a, need to do pins. Well, what happened with I pins? Like pins uh, uh, well, they have to spend a fortune to Pinterest, keep up with Meta. Pinterest shares are down 15%. I mean, neither one of these getting any uh, no. a good response to earnings. You need a, a fortune to keep up. What does that mean, Jim? What are you saying well, I mean, when you say you need a fortune well, to keep well, up? Well, because AI actually costs a lot of money. You have to spend like... A lot. There's no tomorrow. The computing power alone, and then if you're going to, well, if you're doing a large language well, model, for yes, I, mean, I mean, not a data you need. Zuckerberg is a one-man, you know, he's unbelievable himself, but he has a great vision of what to do with AI. These guys just, they realize, wow, we're up against a huge and formidable opponent. And they're not powerful enough. They have no scale. They don't have the bank account. I'd be very worried. Hey, snap. I'd be very worried. You'd be very worried. Very worried that they're just not going to be a factor not a factor. Just have to spend too much. Uh, one of your trades, Jim, that is getting a second look is Caterpillar on this flat year-on-year backlog. Oh, and the some comments about better duck. equipment availability means that uh, dealers can wait to order more. Yeah, I think that there's, there's three different firms that have a sell on it. And I think that those firms should go back on my interview last night where, you know, Caterpillar's got, first time, it's got smooth, it's de- it's been de-cyclical is the way I put it. It just does not have that same sink or swim, up or down. And it's not dependent upon one group. They've got oil, they've got China, but they have road building. And the most important thing, of course, is that there's a trillion dollars of trillion, trillion dollars of infrastructure. It's just hitting. That, that's go, well, it's only, they only have the non-permitted. I know that if you want a road permit, none of that money's been spent yet. They have multiple years ahead of them of the federal government buy, making you buy Caterpillar. So these analysts are all concerned about Q3. And I can tell those analysts that they should go uh, and listen to Dave Tepper. You better know what you're doing because they're not in. They're like, they're not seasoned pros, the guys who are against this thing. And let me tell you, they're going to get run out of town. Listen to what run over. Listen to what Umpleby told uh, Jim last night. Based on our first quarter results and the healthy demand that we see in most of our end markets, we feel even more optimistic that 2023 will be even a better year than we previously anticipated. Well, good. You know, look, that man has been right the whole time. He's changed it so it's not cyclical, as cyclical as it used to be. Yeah. Hey, look, in the old days, remember, oh, China's down. Let's short cat. Oh, oil's down. Don't short this thing. 
There's three firms that are recommending short. And yeah. Shorting and it, and Caterpillar. It still trades at, a, I mean, I don't know what it is versus industrial, but it's 12, 13 yeah, times, something it, like that. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. And they're spewing cash. Bumblebee has been right. Ever since it came in, it's been a smooth transition. These shorts are saying it's going to be like 2018, where the course is going to fall apart. Think about 2024. Listen to what Jim Raimondo says about the Secretary of Commerce. It says about how much money is going to go into infra, and then short it at your own peril. Short it at your own peril. These geniuses who are selling people to short it at these firms, I hope that they all, well, let me just say that they, uh, they're going to be very wrong. I'm Meantime, trying to be diplomatic. It's been a busy day for data. Uh, employment costs up five one year on year, which still elevated, and we're going to get UMish at the top of the hour. Let's get to Rick Santelli, though, for Chicago PMI. Rick? Yes, Chicago PMI has a surprise. It's much better than the 43 and change, 48.6. Now, the fly in the ointment, of course, is it hasn't been over 50 since August of last year. It's in contraction mode. But 48.6 happens to be the best level since the 51.9 in August of last year. And we can see that interest rates really haven't moved a whole lot. As a matter of fact, as this number came out, we've ticked down a bit. And at current levels, we're down a dozen basis points in tens on the week. And actually, we're down a dozen basis points on two-year on the week. We still have more data to go in the form of University of Michigan sentiment. Top of the hour on an April final. And Squawk on the Street will return after a short break. Take a look at the Sox so far this month versus the S&P, Jim. But Spoke points out, hasn't underperformed this badly uh, against the S&P since 2019. And before that, you got to go back to 08. It's been a nightmare. As, uh, we have that rolling correction in semis. Uh, we still haven't seen a bottom uh, in any of the areas that have turned down, whether it be PCs, whether it be server, whether it be data center, whether it be auto, whether it be industrial. Not a single bottom yet. And yes, Intel can go up because in part because of its own issues, but there is no doubt about it that this is one of the worst cycles I've ever seen. And it's just no one saw it coming just because it's usually all at once. Instead, it's just this contagion. And by the way, it doesn't help that China. Yeah. Uh, even the uh, upgrade by Webbush today says people are still too optimistic on PCs. And then the ARM and AMD are going to continue to take share. I, I think that it's a dog. There's a, a dog hunt in every single one of these. I cannot believe a dog fight. But one thing that has stood up is that there's NVIDIA. And NVIDIA has the right. It's not their app really chips, they're cards. Uh, but only NVIDIA. And people are always telling me NVIDIA is going to roll over. But I say... How can it roll over when everybody has to have AI? How much does, you know, you have Snap. They have to go get NVIDIA chip. They're $45,000 per card. It's going to be like uh, Taylor Swift tickets getting some of these, right? The GPUs, yes. man. It's yes. One of the great inventions we've seen, I guess. What, Taylor Swift? No, GPUs oh, of, yeah, and of NVIDIA. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it, it's just not a, it's considered a semiconductor, but it's not really a semi. It's a graphical user card. It's like what you have when you want, it's a gaming card that's souped up because that's where they came from. Right. But I just think that when I looked at, maybe I said ST Micro, when I, I, but when I look at what's going on in the autos now, I wonder about autos. I think autos are the one that I'm most concerned about. Remember, that's a big part of the economy. Yeah, there's a story on the tape about uh, we don't have enough repo men uh, on seizures uh, because delinquencies, we're getting to that part of the oh, cycle. Much repo men. Oh, my God, how's Carvana Jim, really wow. quick on Lazard, uh, cutting back uh, yeah. 10% of their workforce. Uh, the CEO says, candidly, things are not feeling as good as they were in December or January. It's time to act. 
Uh, they don't see any imminent improvement in the IPO, Mariamine. Where, where's the takeovers? I mean, you know, look, I think the... There are 18th, some takeovers. No, no, but I the mean, Activision no. Blizzard was really chilling. That, yeah, the CMA there, That's uh, we'll be talking about that for some time. Um, this is a company that relies on, uh, on M&A advisory fees, some capital markets activity as well. Story. You, you don't have it. Yeah, I'm not. They're not in any no, danger no, whatsoever. That you're, that you get these companies, they just don't have a lot of work. Wait, look, we no. see it. How many IPOs have we seen? Nothing. There's no I mean, IPOs. Where's that J&J? Right. I mean, J&J, and I thought they get it done because they truncated the roadshow. Kenview? Kenview. Yeah. Yeah. The spin from, from J&J. Yeah, Kenwood, Kenmore. Washing machine. Uh, uh, I would assume we'll equipment. see it in the marketplace, particularly if this tone continues, Jim. It, it's not particularly hostile for a new issue. Well, interest rates, right? They should bring the deal. They should just bring it right now. I mean, look at you know, look at uh, PepsiCo's flying, Coca-Cola, you know, Colgate's flying. Bring it. Bring the deal right now. Bring it right now, guys. You guys do uh, drugs. I do stocks. It's bring Friday. The deal. It's Friday. They're not bringing the deal on Friday. They're gonna do uh, give First Republic. Yeah. People think there must be a deal. It's talk straight up. All right. Well, we'll talk about it some more. <laughs> uh, meantime, uh, moderate gains here for the Dow. Uh, thanks in part to Intel, uh, by far the biggest gainer. Stop Trading with Jim is coming up next. Time for Jim and Stop Trading. One of the stories that we have not talked about at all, as a network we've got to talk about, is the demise of solar. I mean, solar's just gotten too expensive versus not gas. It's actually probably just short term. But first, solar... Uh, the, the the quarter was the half half of the estimates, um, and this is on the heels of a terrible quarter from Enphase. So these are a lot of people are just saying, look, natural gas at two dollars has been has crushed these guys. Now I thought there was a camp that said it's really not to do anything. It's carbon versus non-carbon, but the solar stocks have been among the worst this year, and I'd be very careful. I don't think they're done. They go down more. Yeah. It's interesting. How about tonight, then? Okay, I got Rockwell Automation. This is one of those companies that is going to kill it when it comes to the CHIPS Act and IRA. And people have to recognize that money is coming. And it's going to be the biggest infusion since what they did during the Great Society in under Johnson. Remember that? When they had guns and butter? Remember that? That was the lowest employment ever until now. That the infrastructure bill is just... That is the greatest boondog. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> well, Chips Act, IRA, and infrastructure bill. This, the, we don't have enough caterpillar, caterpillar machines to go right. around. Or and these beings. three guys, these three students are telling you to short it. I mean, they don't have enough. You can take five years with a caterpillar. But no, we got to short it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Jim, we'll see you at 6. Uh, bad money, 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. When we come back, we're going to stay on top of the reaction to tech earnings from these guys. Amazon, Intel, Snap, and Pins. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. 
specialised across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.